don't ask, do I need to become more spiritually mature, but ask, so what am I doing and what is God doing right now so that I will be more spiritually mature in the days to come? This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome, everyone, to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host. And joining me today, we have Dr. Richard Blackaby. Good to be with you, Sam. Always a pleasure, Richard. How are those uh, Sabres doing these days? Well, they're doing, they have not lost in several days now because there's a week-long break. Oh, good. (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah, we just had another of our best players get injured, so it's an ongoing saga. But we're, I think we're about six or seven points out of the playoffs at the moment, which is... It's not quite like being in the playoffs, but we can still barely see the edge of playoff uh, territory. And You're saying it's not the worst year they've had yet? I'm going to say, there. yeah, that's the thing when you cheer for the Sabres, you know it could be worse. <laughs> you don't have to think back You know how far. bad it could be. Yeah, that's right. You start to think about who are those draft choices that we'll get an early shot at again this year. But yeah. uh, but soon, I, there's still time. We can still pull it out. But Well, we, you know, we, we hope that the... Um, Sabres can mature into a, a very <laughs> well, that's profitable and, and successful uh, Great. Nice club segue there. there, Sam. Well, speaking of maturity, Richard, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and that's that, uh, seriously, for the Sabres, that they are, the, for the second year in a row, the youngest team in the league. And uh, and one of their biggest challenges, they know, everybody knows they've got lots of talent, right? But it's not, in, in sports, it's not just the, the talented uh, teams that always do the best, but the, the teams that use the talent wisely mm-hmm. and and use the work ethic and they and they bring their A game uh, day after day. That part of the Sabres problems is sometimes players are just you, you, from game to game. It's like wh- who is this guy? Like last time, this guy was tearing up the ice, and today you're hardly seeing him, and he's making mistakes and making bad plays and. Uh, and the, 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 the more mature, the skilled teams, are the, are the, the really successful teams are the ones that they've learned to play with wisdom, experience. Uh, they, don't, they, don't, they, they don't make mistakes like young, inexperienced teams mm-hmm. do. And, and so I thought I would, I want to just talk a little bit about uh, what I call spiritual maturity today. Uh, because spiritual maturity, just like maturity in life, doesn't just happen as you add years to your, your age. Uh, I think we've all been around people that, uh, you know, I've been around some that were sometimes uh, in in significant leadership roles. Uh, They maybe have been the parent of grown children. Uh, And then in certain settings, you're appalled at how immature they act, how childish they act. It's like it's 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 almost embarrassing. Well, it is embarrassing. Yeah, Yeah, it's like you. you, I mean, I've literally my jaw has dropped sometimes, and someone's having a little tantrum about something, or they're they're getting their feelings hurt and leaving the church over some petty little uh, misunderstanding. And you just think, I'm sorry. I thought you were an adult. Yeah. This guy. And it's like (laughs) this, I thought you were like, uh, you'd been a Christian for 40 years and you're telling me that that's all it took for you to get upset and leave in a huff. And you're not even speaking to that person now. And, um, and you're nursing your hurt feelings and refusing to be reconciled. And, and all of a sudden you realize, well, just because you've been a Christian a long time does not mean that you're mature. Yeah. Um, and and there's times I think we can relapse from maturity back into immaturity sure. if we're not careful. There's an interesting passage in uh, Hebrews chapter 5 
uh, beginning of verse 7. It's some pretty powerful stuff here at first. It says, uh, during his earthly life, meaning Jesus, he offered prayers and appeals with loud cries and tears. But I tell you what, if you're Jesus and you are praying to God the Father with loud cries and tears, you figure he's going to be heard. Yeah. Uh, to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Now, you'd assume if God's heard you as you're praying with tears and loud cries that you're going to get what you asked for. But it says, although he was the son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And that, that verse uh, 8 is one you just need to meditate upon. Jesus learned obedience through his suffering. That's uh, mm. you got to get your, your mind around that. That takes some, some marinating there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it says, after he was perfected, and of course, to be perfected in the Bible means to be complete. Uh, it means there's nothing left that needs to be developed in you. In other words, you're mature. You're you're fully developed now, and you've been made complete. It says, after he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. And he was declared by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. So uh, when you become mature, other people are blessed. Mm -hmm. Other people uh, benefit. But then it goes on to verse 11. It says, we have a great deal to say about this, and it is difficult to explain since you have become too lazy to understand. <laughs> wow, oh, burn, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, wow, I've just dropped some really heavy-duty truths there uh, for you, and there's a lot that I would love to explain to you and apply to your life, but you're, you've been too lazy to understand. Although by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you in the basic principles of God's revelation again. You need milk, not solid food. Now, everyone who lives on milk is inexperienced with the message about righteousness because he's an infant. But solid food is for the mature, for mm -hmm. those whose senses have been trained to distinguish between good and evil. And so um, pretty uh, pr pretty uh, harsh words here yeah. uh, to a church th that the writer of Hebrews, some people traditionally always thought was Paul, but today a lot of people push back on that, think it was someone else. But regardless of that, um, they... Uh, the the author is saying uh, there's some wonderful deep truths that would revolutionize your life, would be a blessing to others. Uh, but I, it, it's like giving uh, a, a well cooked steak to an infant without teeth. It's uh, <laughs> you, you only are capable of drinking milk. So I, it doesn't matter how nicely I marinated the steak and how I barbecued it to perfection on the grill. Uh, you you don't you can't. You can't make use of it, and yeah. it's it's a real shame. And if you ever if you ever sort of get that mental image for a moment if, for your own life, just imagine holding your Bible in front of you and God having some amazing truths in there that would just blow your mind, would just set you just reeling with the awesomeness of this truth and how it applied to your life. And yet, as you read the passage, you're not even picking it up. It's just it's bouncing right off of you and and how God must feel knowing that you're holding in your hands truths that could just absolutely revolutionize your life could be a huge blessing to so many people if you knew how to apply them and instead you're you're just reading right past it, it it's it's like a steak to a six week six week old it's not it, it, you're, it's impossible for you to even grasp it and so 
a couple of things I would just say about that. Of course, so we all want to press on to maturity. Um, and of course, the, the Bible says when you become a Christian, we're, we all begin as infants. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're 100 years old when you become a Christian. You're going to start out as a spiritual baby because it just you, you don't become spiritually mature by getting older. Uh, you become spiritually mature by learning to feed on God's word, to understand it, and to apply it to your life. Uh, and as it keeps shaping you, you increase your capacity to, to receive more. So a couple things to say, um, if you're going to, some of the marks of spiritual maturity, uh, and the first one is that you just, you go deeper in God's truth. And that's kind of what this this passage was saying is, you, you go from delighting in, in spiritual milk uh, to spiritual meat. And there, there are ways to measure that. I think um, if you were to take a bit of a, a of an audit of uh, maybe in your journal, uh, in your quiet times, uh, look, look and see the verses, the truths that are, are you're hi- being highlighted in your life. What, what's, what, what do you, what have you underlined lately in God's word? Uh, mm-hmm. what, what have you stopped and meditated upon? Uh, and, have there been any spiritual breakthroughs? Do you have you just felt like you've you've moved to another level? I, I you know I, I in various areas of my life, uh, as a parent, as a husband, um, even just when I was younger, uh, playing in sports, I I literally had moments uh, where I realized I had just gone to another level. I remember I you I, I used to play soccer a lot, and uh, I remember just being somewhat intimidated, uh, uh, lacking confidence, uh, that I didn't, I, I kind of got in late in soccer. So the friends of my team had been playing for a couple of years, knew better than I did how to play. And so I was quite self-conscious and, but I, I remember a breakthrough game where I just suddenly became much more confident, not just in my skills, but in my strength, uh, my physicality. I remember just leveling a couple of other players and my coach just really being taken back at just how confident I was running down the side and uh, taking on other players. And I don't, I can't explain quite what happened. I, I mean, I was working hard in practice, I was working hard in games, uh, and something just clicked. And I knew, even as I was in the middle of the game, that my play had gone to another level. And I remember after that, uh, my coach was so impressed at just how much I was uh, confidently playing on on the wing like that that uh, I don't think he ever substituted me out again. I played a couple more years for him, and I was yeah. he he played me the entire game, every game, and it wasn't like I was necessarily the most skilled player for sure, but um, but I I had gotten I had matured as a player from not knowing anything to having some confidence, have, knowing what the goal was uh, in the game and, and, and having a zeal to get there. And, and so, I mean, in, in, in all of our areas of life, as a parent, you know, you start out as a rank amateur and then you start to develop some maturity. Or, or when you're first married, you, you, you say foolish things perhaps to your spouse and you get petty and you get your feelings hurt and you, you wait for them to straighten themselves up instead of you changing what you do. And uh, but then as you mature, you, you start to learn how to just conduct yourself differently uh, that doesn't cause conflict, that brings unity, that, that uh, realizes what matters, what doesn't. And so, uh, and so here I, I would just say when it comes to God's truth, uh, let that 
let the truth of God just so work into your life that uh, you start to, to see breakthroughs where you start, you move from just eating milk to eating meat, developing a, a desire, a delight in eating meat. Uh, you know, you, you can have the, the, the best T-bone imaginable uh, and give it to a six-week-old and they completely waste it, don't appreciate it at all, just spit it out. Yeah. Um, and, and so spiritually, I think, uh, we got to get past just the pablum and and uh, the, the 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 milk to to develop a, a, a true delight in the deep things of God and and mm-hmm. that's certainly uh, a mark of maturity and and I've touched on it. the second thing is just uh, distinguishing uh, between good and evil which is what it kind of says here uh, it says you that's part of a sign of maturity is that you recognize what's evil. And you know, you have the wisdom to avoid it, to stay away from it. Um, and at the same time, you also recognize what's good, and you do everything you can to camp your life right in the middle of that. And, you know, it could be as something as simple as just learning how to just keep your mouth shut. Uh, there, there are times in, in couples, there's times in meetings with friends and colleagues where a thought comes to mind, and maybe it's a, it's a criticism, maybe it's a wisecrack, and everything within you thinks, well, this would be a real zinger. Uh, I, I need to say that. Uh, but as you get more mature, you realize, yeah, but that would cause hurt. That would that could easily be misunderstood. Uh, I know it, it might make me seem kind of witty or sharp or a little sarcastic, but um, but it's just not worth it. Uh, that and, and and maturity often is saying there's evil, evil can arise from me just making a wisecrack to my spouse. Mm. Uh, As I've matured, I've just learned it's just better to just let it pass. Just don't even say anything. And that's, that's partly what this Hebrews passage is saying is just learning. It's training to distinguish between good and evil. And, and there are some things that um, I think as you get more mature, you like, and I want to get on any kind of soapbox, really, but uh, you know, sometimes I think uh, less mature Christians they don't distinguish necessarily with a lot of what maybe they watch on television or movies they go to, uh, music they listen to. Um, but as they become more mature, they just start to distinguish. You know what? This is basically the whole message of this movie is evil. Uh, the whole values uh, that are being promoted in this song are are harmful and why why would i just marinate my mind and thoughts in something that's simply just putting evil into my soul uh, and and i'm not saying that you know you, you have to be paranoid about every uh, thing that comes across the tv channel but uh but i i think part of spiritual maturity is you begin to detect things that are harmful that mm-hmm. are not edifying and and maybe they're not even evil but they're just a waste of time and you begin to realize uh you know what i I, and i i i've sort of in some ways i've kind of been in a place like that of late where uh certainly uh, my wife and i don't watch a lot of tv anymore but um but but even just if you scroll through the news and I, i do want to be informed i don't think it's evil to be informed of world events but uh but i tell you what it doesn't take long to scroll through like twitter or something to just see a lot of really critical negative uh even evil 
posts that are not edifying at all, uh, that, and you could be swept up into some dark places pretty quickly if you're just looking at other people's opinions about what's going on in the world. And, mm-hmm. and you start to realize, you know, I, I just need to be careful with that. I could also have spent the last hour instead of uh, surfing social media, I could have been reading in the Psalms. I could have been reading Isaiah and edifying my mind and elevating my thoughts and seeing God uh, as sovereign over world affairs. But instead, I, I, list, I read for an hour people's rants and... Now I feel like I was pulled down into the muck and mire. And so yeah. maturity sometimes is just saying, uh, it's just like, you know, when you're immature you, you, and young, you think, well, I'm going to eat, there's, I'm going to eat six donuts this morning <laughs> for breakfast. And as you get more mature, you start to realize, well, that might taste good, at least initially, but um, I'm more mature than that now. And I, and I have enough sense not just to overindulge and, uh, maybe one other thing, just to point out for a break, is just uh, wisdom also uh, and maturity. With maturity comes humility, uh, and and that's one of the. I, I was struck a couple of years ago. I was uh, doing a con- uh, some training, and there was a, a brilliant guy. I mean, IQ wise, brilliant, and uh, was uh, a, a dynamic public speaker. Uh, and so he was going to be in, a, in a, a group of meetings that I was going to be leading over the, the next couple of years. Um, but, uh, the very first time I met him, very first time I really heard him speak, he, he, he's in a room full of sharp leaders. Uh, but he actually said, uh, to all the rest of us, he said, you know, I'm just kind of used to being in a room and being the smartest guy in the room. And now he's saying this in a room full of smart people. And he's like, he's just outright saying, typically when I'm in the room, I'm the smartest guy in the room. And I'm thinking, okay. Now, of course, my first thought is, and we're all allegedly Christians, uh, but he's just flat, and he was a smart guy in one sense. Uh, but I, what I, what I began to realize, and so he, uh, when I began to do some teaching, he challenged me early on, uh, and just challenged what I just called me out. I mean, his first first meeting, uh, I'm just kind of getting started, and he's already calling me out, and he said something to the effect of. Um, well, Richard, what if, uh, what if I tell you that, uh, I disagree with you and I think it's this way? Uh, I hadn't in that particular setting, I hadn't had folks do that to me too often, but, uh, I, and now this may sound really prideful, but I was basically trying to put, uh, this, this guy in his place a little bit. And I said, listen, you'll learn that in this class, you are perfectly free to be wrong anytime you choose to be. Uh, and that kind of set him back. And I just smiled at him to say, you know, don't assume you, you, you haven't heard enough yet to even be able to challenge me. Just listen a little bit more. And interestingly, by the end of that day, uh, we were walking to a different place for dinner. And he actually came up beside me and said, Richard, I, I will yield that one to you. He said, by the end of the day, I realize you're, you, you're probably right on that. But this guy... Um, Soon afterward, got his feelings hurt because uh, a, a silly slight that in that organization, and um, and he decided to withdraw. He he was not basically was not given prominence in something that he thought he should be prominent in, and so he decided to to bail out. And so this guy was a brilliant guy, doing lots of really important work, uh, very successful in his work life, but. But it, you didn't have to be around him long to realize, but, but spiritually he seems immature. He mm. should have recognized what mattered. He should have come in the room with humility. That's what 
mature people do. Uh, immature people worry about what people think of them. That they, they want to be prominent. They want to be heard. They want to yeah. comment about everything. Uh, and I realized this that actually describes a lot of believers, uh, and that's described me before as well. Where you you may have lots of potential, but um, you're not seasoned yet with maturity. Uh, a mature person would have just listened and taken a lot of notes and maybe asked some questions to clarify. But to come into a meeting and immediately setting everybody right before you even really know what the con the, the, the issues are says you're you're not discerning as as someone who's mature ought to be uh, because a, a true sign of maturity is going to be humility that comes right with it yeah well let's take a break and we'll wrap up when we come back Richard will be speaking at the Bill Graham Training Center at The Cove, just outside of Asheville, May 15th through the 17th on The Ways of God. Uh, This is going to be a fantastic seminar, and the uh, lodging at The Cove has already been filled, and so you can join a wait list if you want to stay at The Cove. Uh, There are other options. You can stay nearby, find your own accommodations. You can also still register for meals at the Cove. You can also just register to attend only the sessions. So there are still options. So we just want to encourage you to go ahead and uh, book your travel if you intend uh, to be there at the Cove. And we hope to see you all there. As always, uh, all this information can be found um, at the links in the description um, and at thecove.org. Well, Richard, this has been a a great conversation thus far, and uh, I suspect it will continue along those lines. Uh, But just in the few minutes we've got left here, uh, what are some some other ways that we can uh, uh, mature spiritually? Yeah, and I, you know, it's interesting, uh, the writer of Hebrews says that he, uh, Jesus, matured by, by basically processing his suffering. Uh, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Uh, yeah. he, he matured through suffering. It could have said he matured through blessing. <laughs> the more God blessed his son, the more mature he became. But, but actually, a lot of the seasoning in life comes through suffering, and yeah. uh, and God knows that. And so, there, I, I I think it's hard to be fully mature unless you have suffered. I really do. I. I, I, I don't look for suffering. I don't recommend you go out there and find a way to suffer so you can be mature. Yeah. But just recognize that in the full process of spiritual maturity, uh, it's just hard to mature when you've never had a setback. You've never been criticized. You've never experienced failure. Uh, you've never just sinned miserably and been mortified at what, what the results were. And so um, so in that Hebrews passage, uh, mature people, like everyone's going to suffer. Now, suffering isn't going to necessarily make you mature. Uh, it's how you process that, how you yeah. go to God and understand it. And 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 I find that when you suffer, when you fail, uh, it 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 helps you to, to remain humble, to realize I'm vulnerable here. I, you know what? As soon as I start thinking that I'm invincible, that that I'm just smarter than everybody else in the room, I'm I'm setting myself up for a miserable face plant. And so. Um, I need to just learn from what I'm going through, my setbacks. Um, and just a couple of things just to kind of highlight uh, spiritual maturity. One of the ways you know a person's mature is that they recognize what matters and what does not. And 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that, for instance, in marriage. You, when you're younger, you might think that what matters is winning the argument. <laughs> and as you get more mature, you realize, no, maintaining a loving relationship with my spouse is what matters. And there's yeah. times I just need to quit arguing. Maybe we just are going to agree to disagree, but but I want my spouse to know I still love and respect her, even if I don't always agree with her. Or or maybe I need to just listen some more. And, and if I, the more I listen to her p- perspective, the more I can see, okay, I can see where that would make sense. And that's a valid point. And why am I fighting about this? Why would I care about, because I, you know, some of the early on, some of the arguments I might have with my wife, you look back later and say, why that even matter? Like that, you know, two weeks later, that, that wasn't even an issue anymore. But, but why would I harm my relationship with my spouse over something that will be out of date a week from now. Uh, And so maturity recognizes what matters and what doesn't. If it does matter, mature people will make sure that they don't neglect that, that they do lean into that. Uh, They don't miss uh, opportunities to grow. But if there are things that don't matter, then they don't give an inordinate amount of time to that. Uh, And then, of course, maturity is often... typically reflected in wisdom because the more another way of saying you're spiritually mature is that you're wise uh yeah wisdom comes from reflecting on your experiences and making adjustments and you know and i just say to folks you're 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 not called to live a perfect life and never make mistakes uh we we will all make mistakes The, the question is will you learn from your mistakes or will you keep making the same mistake over and over and over again and so spiritual maturity is learning from your mistakes and gaining wisdom in the process and so that you don't make those mistakes again. Uh, and this, a couple last ones, I've, I've kind of touched on this one, but spiritually mature people just don't easily take offense. It's, it's hard to offend a spiritually mature person because for one thing, uh, even if you say something that's not right to them, they recognize, well, we're all sinners. I get it wrong too, just like they do. They're, they're getting it wrong right now, but I've done that too. I've been in their shoes, so I'm not going to take a lot of personal offense. They're just not in the same place that I'm in. Um, and sometimes, and I, I certainly watched my dad do this, rather than taking offense, he had the maturity to just leave the issue in God's hands. And God is always, God is uh, a refuge uh, to those who will remain in him and he has a way of defending uh his people and he can be very thorough in that and sometimes uh, immature people want to run into battle half cocked and not prepared thinking that they've got to defend their honor and defend god's honor and spiritually mature people begin to realize uh let me let me let god take the lead in this uh and he may have a role for me to play but I want to let God be the one who works out what needs to be done here, not me. Uh, and just a couple last ones that all sort of go together, and that is uh, spiritual maturity also is reflected in the power of God. Um, God is pleased to put his powerful hands on those who are spiritually mature. Spiritually immature people can't be trusted with the power of God. They would mis- They would abuse it. They would use it in the wrong way. They would use it to their own glory. And so but when people are mature, then God can trust them. And again, that's something I certainly saw in my dad's life where uh, dad could be trusted with the power of God because he didn't use it selfishly, didn't use it pridefully, uh, used it humbly. And I'll tell you what, a, a humble servant of God is someone that God can entrust with his power. And uh, 
And so that's, to me, always a mark. I've known people that want to constantly talk and constantly be at the microphone and have people's attention, but you, you don't really see the power of God in their life. You see a lot of words, mm-hmm. you see a lot of hype, but you don't see the power of God. And and that that usually is a telltale sign that this is a spiritually immature people, a person trying to be a person of influence. And and so the last two things just to say about mature people is that there's fruit. Uh, it's just like a, a, a fully grown vine, a fully grown fruit tree. When you have matured, that's when you produce uh, the most. And mm-hmm. when you're young, you know, there, there are vineyards and, and fruit trees that they'll say, well, for the first two, three years, won't be any fruit of any value. But in the third year, the fourth year, when, it, when it's mature, then, boy, I tell you, it'll, you'll have bumper crops. And so, again, one of the signs of spiritual maturity is now there's a lot of fruit that comes from that life, a lot of good things that result from that person and how they live. And uh, if you're not seeing that yet, it might be that God is still trying to mature you. And uh, you, we, we all think that we're more mature than we are. I think, Sam, you and I probably both felt like we're fully capable of driving a car before we got our license at age 16. We, yeah. you know, we're... We, we watched our dad drive all of our lives. We know how to do that. And, how bad could it be? Um, yeah. And yet, uh, and a lot of times I think when it comes to spiritual maturity, we can be around some mature people and think, well, I can do that. I'm, I, I'm, I know that just like they do, but you don't mm-hmm. have the, the maturity yet. And so uh, there's not the fruit that you see from someone who is. And the last, the last thing just to say is that you spiritually mature uh, people also are a blessing to others. I'll tell you what, if you, whenever you're around a spiritually mature person, I always come away uplifted and edified. Yeah. And it might just yeah. be by their humility. It just, you know, I've, I've been around people that just had this gift of uh, very humbly uh, asking about me, showing interest in me, maybe having a word of wisdom from God's word to share with me. And and oftentimes, I've after coming out of conversations like that, I've thought, boy, like I just talked, like I was pretty self-centered there. Like that guy was so gracious and he blessed me and affirmed me and encouraged me and prayed for me. And I, I didn't even talk about him. I, 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 and I come away and I think, you know what? I think he is a far more mature as a, as a person, as a believer than I am right now, because he blessed me and I don't know that I blessed him at all. Uh, but that just that's kind of a sign of spiritual maturity is that you don't it's not a tit for tat it's not well a 50-50 here you I I encourage you now you need to encourage me uh, it's more of uh, just such a, a confidence in God a, a maturity in your walk with him that uh, y- you don't need to get of affirmation from people you're you're getting it from God and so when you're around people, you're free just to be a blessing to them and yeah. not keep score about, well, what are they doing for me? And, and so I, you know, I, I think that a great uh, thing just for us as leaders uh, to, to focus on is, what am I doing this year to become more spiritually mature? And, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, and I'll put myself in this category to say, there's still some maturing, uh, maturing to be done. And so... Uh, don't assume, do I, don't ask, do I need to become more spiritually mature, but ask, so what am I doing and what is God doing right now so that I will be more spiritually mature in the days to come? Yeah. Well, that's a great place to end it, Richard, and I appreciate your time. And until next time. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.